my friends, and thank you for joining me on another episode of Tremendous Opinions Podcast on the new and improved studio. My brother Corey got me that banner as a Christmas present, and it just came in. It's uh, meant to be resemblant of Beverly Hills Ninja, the front cover of that movie. That's our favorite movie growing up, and I talked about that in uh, a previous episode. If you haven't seen it, it's just recently loaded onto Netflix. Um, I've watched it a couple of times going to sleep this past week, and it threw me on a rabbit hole of watching Chris Farley stuff on YouTube. Chris Farley is a uh, comedian who meant a lot to me and my brother growing up, and uh, I've heard other comedians talk about him and his influence over the years, and uh, it's a very sad story once you get into what really happened with him, but um, it always brings me a lot of joy to watch either his interviews with Letterman or Leno or someone uh, where he was really nervous. He didn't like those live interviews. Um, or his movies, just like Tommy Boy or Beverly Hills Ninja. Um, I'll catch myself watching those at least a few times a year. Just uh, uh, to kind of, it brings me like a nostalgic feeling, you know. I, my whole family is a Chris Farley fan. So, um, outside of that, this is uh, what we got going on. I zoomed the camera out a little bit to get a bigger stage set up and brought the shoe boxes in here. So uh, I told you we're going to slowly be adding stuff to the set. So this is what we're working with. And uh, this is the Who Do You Love episode. I'm coming to you recording on Valentine's Day. I forgot it was Valentine's Day till I talked to Berg. Uh, it's the 14th of February, 2021. Uh, I don't know who you love, but I love drunk Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady, I didn't know he was that cool. Um, my favorite Tom Brady is the pissed off in the fourth quarter with his elbows on his knees and the crazy look in his eye. Um, but he showed a side of himself at the parade party that I've never seen. I've never seen out of control Tom. Um, but after that parade, he may be the coolest guy in the world quite possible he beat Patrick Mahomes in a football game got hammered with his buddy Rob which if you said hey we're getting hammered with Rob tonight and you show up and it's Gronk he doesn't look like a Rob to me Rob my buddy Rob Gronkowski's freaking huge um gets hammered with Rob and then he throws the most famous trophy in the world off a party boat. He's 40-something years old. You'd think in your 40s you would have all your wiggles out, you know? But I liked it, you know? Um, who's cooler than that? That's hard. Elon Musk, maybe. 
that upper echelon. Tom Brady is in there now for sure after throwing the trophy and being drunk at the parade. Drunk Tom Brady is so cool. I didn't expect that. I didn't see that coming. That was cooler than anything that happened at the Super Bowl. And I love the weekend's halftime show, by the way. He brought out one of the songs off the album I showed you on the Slowed Reverb episode. Okay. That's really all I wanted. But back to Cool Tom. I think Kanye's cool. Not everyone does. Michael Jordan. But there's nothing you could say to Michael Jordan. You can't have a conversation with Michael Jordan. What are you going to do? Tell him about the time that you did what? What'd you do? Huh? You can't tell nothing to Michael Jordan. But drunk Tom Brady would listen to your story. Joe Rogan, pretty cool, but not as cool as drunk Tom Brady. Drake, Drake never loses, but what does he do though? What does Drake do in his free time? I feel like you'd have a lot of like marble things and fancy things around you, but what would you be doing? Does he like chew bubble gum or does he smoke cigarettes or what? What does Drake do? I don't know. Conor McGregor, pretty cool. Hard to be cooler than Conor McGregor, but if Tom Brady had a few Super Bowl rings on and tossed a few beers back, I give that to Tom. <clears throat> Leonardo DiCaprio is kind of creepy. Eddie Murphy could really be cool but also could really be creepy I think Tom Brady when he's hammered may be the coolest guy in the world I don't know the weekend's halftime show it had a lot of visuals a lot of, uh, I've read mixed reviews some people thought it was really bad I, I don't see how it could be really bad when we've had some really horrendous Super Bowl halftime shows in the past you're quick to forget if you think that that was horrendous the visuals alone and the different sets and the, all the movement was enough to be entertaining the I, I think he was really singing live I don't think he lip synced anything there was some backtracking or like some backtracks and stuff like that but I think he was had a live microphone the whole time and was singing. My favorite part was when he got onto the football field with all the little red suit guys. And I think he did like a Jack Nicholson Joker tribute when he walked like that, like when the Jack Nicholson had the boombox and the paint people messing up the the museum or whatever they were in. I thought it was pretty cool. Um... So the Super Bowl final was 31 to 9. I called it 34-31 Bucks. So I was 3 points off the Bucks total and got it way wrong. I thought it was going to be a close game. The Chiefs didn't score a touchdown. I don't know if anyone 
bet that at all. With that explosive of an offense, and I think the credit is really due to the linebacking core. Levante David and uh, Devin White for the Bucks. Speaking of Devin White, I saw a video. He apparently has horses. He brought a horse to the stadium and, and ran laps around the, the, the field on his horse with the trophy. That's pretty pretty cool. Um, I won all three of my FanDuel bets on Super Bowl Sunday. Tom had three tutties. I had him in, as my MVP in all three bets. I had Gronkowski in there and AB in there. Um, which Gronk had two tutties and AB had one. And Leonard Fournette had a rushing touchdown. I had him in there. Which all the guys that had tutties in the Super Bowl were new additions to the Buccaneers team. That's awesome. I wish Mike Evans would have got one. Just because I, I like him uh, and his storyline with Tom Brady. I think they could really do good going forward if Tom Brady even comes back. He may walk out on top. I don't know. I don't know what I want to see. I kind of want to see Tom leave right now. As sad as that is, not to see Tom play again. I think the whole world was watching the other day. That Super Bowl was probably his most important in his career. In terms of legacy, going forward. Man. What's he going to do? I mean, uh, if he wins another one, that's, you know, <clears throat> they should never talk about quarterbacks again if he wins another one. But why risk? Uh, I don't think I want him to risk it. Go out on top as drunk, trophy-throwing Tom Brady. Take Gronk with you. A.B. doesn't have a point to prove he came back and won a Super Bowl. I don't care if they all leave. You've done it. It would be fun to watch again, but mm, what a time to be alive. That was awesome. I think I have taken it for granted so far. That's a great storyline that I'm going to be able to tell grandkids about one day. Gronk had two tutties. Can't beat that. Amazing to see. Um, on FanDuel, I told you I was going to give you my tips. I used to have DraftKings, but I think I figured out FanDuel a little bit quicker, at least. I, I haven't given DraftKings a chance the past few months. But I've been doing well on FanDuel, so if it's not broke, don't fix it. I'm no genius, but I slowly did work $5 up to $134 in FanDuel. And I'm going to tell you how I did it. NBA 3-Man Challenge. It's a bet mode where you pick three players... One is times two the points, one is times 1.5 the points, and you have a utility player that's no magnifier. 
how I win on those is one, no matter the deals that they offer, your times two has to be the player that you think is going to have the best night. Even if it's a $5 player, $4 player, doesn't matter. A total of $7 is given to you and the whole lot of players that night. Often, maybe three or four players are worth a total of $5. Like uh, Luca would be a $5 player. Kevin Durant would be a $5 player. Harden, that caliber of player. Um, oftentimes, I do go with a $5 player at my MVP. Oftentimes, it's Luca. I've gone with Harden. I've gone with Embiid. I've gone with KD. Whoever you think, based on matchups, injury, all combined, is going to have the best night, put it your MVP, no matter their price. Depending on injury and good matchup value, if you choose the $5 player, oftentimes the big-time $1 players are going to be at the very bottom of the, the lot. They have Patty Mills, Joe Ingles, Wayne Ellington, Reggie Bullock. Oftentimes, those are the big hitters at the $1. I'll put in, uh, for the Nets, they have DeAndre Jordan, Jeff Green. Uh, sometimes for the Sixers, they have Steph Curry's younger brother, Seth Curry, at the at the $1. So... Check all these $1 players out, and really, I base it on playing time and matchup. What kind of game is going to be played that night for these $1 players? Um, I've done pretty well on the three-man challenge this past couple months. And, uh, yeah, if you follow that, what I just said, you'll be able to win a couple dollars at least every a couple times. Uh, every week betting on that three-man challenge um, full roster that's when you pick two of each position and one center um, my tips for that take your top two of the night no matter the price oftentimes whether it's Luca Luca is if the Mavericks are playing that night no matter the price put Luca in your lineup there's only a couple other players like that. Uh, Jokic is like that, unless it gets too pricey. Sometimes they go above 11-2 for Jokic, and that's just too much, especially if there's another good matchup down below in the center lineup. And the center is very important because you only have one. Uh, you get two of every other position, so the center position is the one I fill out first. I'll oftentimes put... Uh, a more expensive center, about 8000 or above. Um, but no matter what, the top two, in your opinion of the night, put that in your lineup after you pick your center. Next, go through and see the cheaper players. I would advise putting two players valued at thirty-five to 3900 per that's a Danny Green or 
uh, a Cam Johnson. I know I'm naming a bunch of UNC guys, but that's who I rock with. I rock with a lot of these cheap UNC guys like Wayne Ellington, Reggie Bullock. Um, I would advise putting at least two of those valued players in your lineup. The cheap guys, 35 to 3900 Depending on the team's playing, the volume, if you have, a, like I said, a Mavericks game or an Atlanta Hawks game or a Brooklyn Nets game now, those games are going to have more volume, meaning there's more shots, there's more rebounds, there's more assists, there's more points scored total. Um, depending on the team's playing, I like to have three players over $8,000 value in my lineup which is my two players of the night and usually my center. Um, pay attention to the injury report and the uh, the pregame news. Oftentimes, especially during this season, I've got caught slacking uh, when they postponed the game to COVID and it was too late for me to change my lineup or someone got injured or they took a rest game. Like 30 minutes before the game started, they'll change on the injury report. So uh, about an hour before tip-off, about 6 o'clock, dinner time, check your lineups. Make sure that everyone is playing that you have in your lineup just so you don't waste any money. Now that I've given you an ear-beating on FanDuel, I'll give you a quick rundown on the standings in the NBA so far. It's somewhat getting to what I predicted, but still, the Jazz in the West, number one at 22-5. and five, They have the best record in the league. I did not see that coming. Um, I've seen Donovan Mitchell play twice in person, and I know he's the real deal. He busted out a spin move and a dunk that blew my head off in the arena, but <clears throat> I just did not see this Jazz team putting it together. I know they have a lot of pieces. Joe Ingles. Uh, he's been on fire the past week or so. And Rudy Gobert, he dunked on Giannis the other day. And he's been playing some great ball, defensive player of the year ball. But I didn't think the Jazz were going to put it together as a team. But they're atop the West, the most difficult conference probably in NBA history, this Western Conference, even without Westbrook there or Harden there. Um, there's some real teams that could deal some damage in the bottom part of that western bracket but at the top right now it's the Jazz at 22 and 5 don't the Lakers at the 2 spot at 21 and 6 Clippers at the 3 at 19 and 8 which the Clippers I don't know what they got going on they keep resting their guys Paul George barely plays Kawhi Leonard's in and out of that place like it's a diner. I don't know why you don't make these guys clock in and play basketball. But even with that going on, they're still top three in the West, 19 and eight. In the East, it is normal. We got the Sixers maintaining the one spot at 18 and nine. Bucks 16 and 10 at the two spot, and the Nets are 16 and 12. And the Nets kind of got the same thing going on where they're not playing all their guys. They've been together for a month, but they've only played five games together as a unit. So. Um, they did manage to beat my boy and wearing the Steph jersey again. They managed to beat Steph the other day in Katie's return to the Bay Area. But I'm still not impressed with the Nets. I'm impressed with James Harden. 
he's really been playing a different style ball that people were giving him a lot of flack a couple of years ago for being like a Kobe-esque, can't pass the ball, refusing to pass the ball, but now he's leading the league in assists. James Harden is really proving some people wrong and making a point in his game and his skill level. In the West, Golden State at the 8th seed. Dallas is still out currently at 13-4, and four, but both, in my opinion, will make the playoffs, and if either finish at the 8th seed, there's going to be big problems for that one seed in the West, whether it's the Jazz, Lakers, or Clips. I don't care who it is. If it's Golden State or Dallas at that 8th seed, when it comes playoff time, a one seed is going down. Dallas or Golden State will advance to the next round of the playoffs. In other news, LaMelo Ball still going crazy. LeBron and Kuzma warned for flopping by the league. Zion went 10 for 10 in the first half. Last player 20 years old or younger to go 10 of 10 and a half since D. Rose in 2009. Speaking of D. Rose, he's back in New York for the Knicks. And their rebuild is for real now. In my mind, it is at least. They got a bunch of young guys and they brought D. Rose back in. The Knicks are no longer a joke. They might even make the playoffs in the East. Who knows? But D. Rose diving for loose balls and showing that he still cares. And these young guys developing. R.J. Barrett had a look in his eye the other day. And Obi Toppin is getting more playing time. Um... These guys are really going to advance. I think the curse is over. Bring Charles Oakley back in the arena. Let him watch games. The Knicks are back. They're no longer a joke. Uh, Speaking of the Knicks, they're welcoming fans back into Medicine Square Garden February 23rd in nine days. So life is slowly getting back to normal. And I am slowly needing a coffee. So, thank you guys for listening. I'm about to catch the rest of this NBA action going tonight. Happy Valentine's Day. Who do you love? Uh, I don't know who I love. I love my family. Um, my brother. Got me that. It's pretty cool. I didn't see that coming either. So, I, I FaceTimed him and opened the box. And, I, you know, he got a pretty cool reaction off that, I hope. Um I'm really thankful for my family, I guess. Uh, Yeah, that's what I'm going to say I love for this Valentine's Day episode. So uh, I hope you guys had a good time with your loved ones. And I'm sure I'll have Berg join me for the next episode in the new dig. Thanks, guys, for watching. And until next time.